the look back for that one. Staying with it though, Kyle Oposo walks in and fires, scores! A shot gets it! In the corner, protects the puck, back to Miller. Miller shot, deflects, pats it, rebound, backhand, scores! Sabres take the lead! Here comes Victor Robinson down the right side. Open lane here, Butcher shot, rebound in front, Dickel, they score! about that nice little intro there the Buffalo Sabres are three and oh on the season how's who would have thought who would have thought indeed how's it going everybody I'm Luke Joe is across from me uh wow what a start to the season for these Sabres uh we'll go over the last couple of games with you but first we'd like to welcome you back if you will to the cautiously optimistic podcast. It's been like five years. It's been a while. It's been, it's been like a while. Um, but it's been about five years. I mean, I don't even know how many shows we. It was. It was very brief. It was very brief. It was You're very right. brief. Yeah, but um, I mean, we're back. Uh, the OG name. First of all, thank you to everybody who has been listening to us. Uh, long enough. Yeah, we found out that there were people uh, who were still listening. Shout out to uh, Tim Drake, uh, one of our clearly very loyal listeners, um, who said he made a a comment on your your tweet about, um, you know, five bucks or whatever to whoever can remember the OG Mm -hmm. name. And Tim, you wanted it, and that just kind of fueled uh, the fire within me to go to Joe and say, we got to do costly optimistic. Uh, so it's an effort to kind of individualize every show across the Charge Buffalo Podcast Network. Um, and we are uh, quite proud of it, I must say. Yeah, and we got the new logo. Mm-hmm. And yep. make sure you go follow our new Twitter. This is where we're going to be asking for questions. Mm-hmm. The at is at CO underscore TCB underscore pod. So mm-hmm. make sure you give that a follow. That's right. Uh, we're going to hopefully be getting some different content out on that account. We're gonna we're mm-hmm. still figuring stuff out. But, yeah, give us a follow. That's where we're going to be tweeting out all the links to our episodes. Mm-hmm. So I, As well I, as asking for questions where I, you can, your voice can be heard. I've been using the term uh, new name, same game. All right? Nothing's changing, folks. It's just... We're not charging Buffalo podcast anymore. We are a charging Buffalo. We are podcast. a charging Buffalo podcast. This is costly optimistic, and we're back with the OG name, and I couldn't be uh, more happy with it. But um, with being a podcast comes responsibilities. We have a responsibility to tell you about a wonderful daily fantasy sports app called Underdog Fantasy. We told you about it last time. How we are going to both get into it, and now we are both quite frankly addicted Mm -hmm. uh it's brought of course 
Uh, Underdog Fantasy is the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports for cash prizes. Want to win some money watching hockey? Well, you can pick the over or under on your favorite or least favorite player's stats, and you can win up to 20 times the amount of money you put on a bet in a single night. Head over to underdogfantasy.com or download their app from the App Store or Google Play, and you'll get $10 free when you sign up and make your first $10 deposit with the promo code TCB. Again, the promo code TCB for a free $10 with a $10 deposit. Disclaimer, it might take a few minutes for the $10 bucks to show yeah, up. That's happened a little to me. Bit. But uh, it'll hit your account, and it's fun. There are new games every night. I actually put down uh, my own kind of parlay, if you will. I think that's what the kids call it nowadays. Uh, for Thursday Night Football tonight, uh, I, just an example of, uh, of, of, of what you can do, uh, I am going with David Njoku with under 26.5 receiving yards, Melvin Gordon, I'm taking I'm taking the over 14 and a half receiving yards in Case Keenum. I'm going over uh, 219 and a half passing yards uh, for I put in three bucks. I can win 18 bucks. How cool is that? Absolutely. I've been I'm also doing the pickums. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that, and it's a little addicting. I like it. So be careful. It's fun. Be careful. Yeah, we're be not careful. we're not trying to get anybody addicted to gambling here. Be careful. Okay. Because. I put at first I put in five bucks and I did the twenty time multiplier. So you make five picks. You, if you get all five of them right, you got to get all five of them right. But you'll win twenty times the amount that you put in. And I got four of them right. I was this close to making. I think it was two hundred. Yeah, if you put five down, five dollars down, you can win a hundred bucks. If you put ten dollars down, two hundred bucks. And that just keeps going on and on. You can the maximum you can put in, I believe, is five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You win ten thousand bucks. So. Bottom line: download it, try it out. It absolutely is the easiest way to do uh, prop bets on your phone. And there's also uh, it's fun. various. It's, it's fun. very fun. There's various other uh, game modes, if you will, uh, to try out. And it's great for someone like me who doesn't like to bet a lot, doesn't like to lose money. Mm-hmm. I put down three bucks every night, and you can win fifteen bucks. Yeah. So how cool is that? It's an excellent app. Who doesn't uh, love free money, who though? Who doesn't put ten, love... You put 10 bucks down, you get free That's $10. Right. Derek Carr screwed me last week. I had the over on him throwing an interception. He didn't. I picked the under. Mm, so, see, I could have won. I'm 0 for 3, but, again, that's all on me. Um, it's super easy. Jump into it. We highly recommend it. Code TCB. Code TCB. Uh, now, the time back to the lecture at hand, to quote Snoop Dogg. Uh, we have some Sabres hockey to talk about. We went to the game. We went to the Coyotes game. That's right. We told you last week we were going to the Coyotes game. And Shout out to John Krieger. John uh, Krieger. Listener of the show came and said hi. Old Jay Kriegs coming up, uh, making the trek from the 100 level to come say hello to the, the TCB boys. Uh, yours truly uh, came up. Uh, he, he let us know he's a little buzzed, you know, a little little uh, little tipsy on the old uh, root beer, uh, but good guy, great guy, uh, nice Absolutely. seeing you, getting uh, just getting to meet our our followers, and uh, you know we wanted to go to the Bruins game tomorrow. Ticket prices have doubled. Yeah, uh, quite they've, frankly, they've six shot up. Lowest ticket for the Bruins game is sixty bucks. Yeah, so a I lot checked of money. two days ago; it was forty for the lowest ticket. Mm-hmm. So. 
Yeah. Just Very yesterday. Very interesting to see how this hot start has affected the secondary market. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 3-0 Buffalo Sabres for the first time since 08-09. It's been 13 years. 13 years. I was reflecting on this, and you can tell me what you were doing, okay, in 2008 at the start of the season when the Sabres were 3-0. I know I was deep into my addiction to Webkins. I was playing the games on Webkins, you know, the wheel game, don't rock <laughs> the boat, and I was in Webkins chat rooms. That's how long ago... Um, it was to put it in perspective. I was just getting into hockey at that. That's point. right. You had the misfortune of just getting into it after the President's Trophy yeah. year. Uh, but it's just it's it's it it it's, it makes me shudder, quite frankly, to think it's about been that, that long. It's mm-hmm. only been done like four or five, yeah, four times this before the, this. Yeah, yeah, right. I decided to take a deep dive. If you want to call it a deep dive, I looked into how did the teams that started three and zero how how did they fare. And the rest of the season. So first time this happened, 1975, 1976, that team, the year after they made it to the Stanley Cup final, they lost to the Flyers. That team lost in the second round of the playoffs. 94-95, they lost in the first round of the playoffs. 06-07, we all know what happened there. They lost in the conference final. And 08-09, they ended up missing the playoffs. By a slim margin, Ryan Miller got hurt that year. Uh, I remember that very painfully but yeah they missed the playoffs so 75 percent success rate i don't know mm-hmm. are they gonna make it i'm not ready to say they're gonna make it but god oh man they look they look fun i, I we have the sabers have significantly outplayed their opponents uh all three teams like montreal never had a chance that first game uh the coyotes were held together by their goalie Carl Vamelka, I believe his name is. Mm-hmm. Uh and the Canucks had a, like a decent start to the game, but the Sabres outplayed them the rest of the way. So the Canucks did have the first goal. Uh did they go up t- did the Canucks go up 2-1? It was 2-1 at one point. I That's believe. right cuz Gergensen's had the tying goal mm-hmm. on the deflection which you heard at the top of the show. Uh but no, the Sabres um just impressive. Very impressive uh, out shooting opponents. 40-plus shots in a game. At last. 40-plus shots. You love to see it. Um, Yeah, I love the style that they're playing. Mm -hmm. It's great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Skinner's going, hearing party in the USA. That was hilarious. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oposo is playing like it's 2012 still. Uh, Eakin got hurt. He's going to be missing uh, the next couple of games. So that's unfortunate. I never thought in a million years that I would say it's unfortunate that Cody Eakin is going to miss a couple of games, but he's been playing well. That The ego line, uh, I believe it, the people are calling it, uh, or the Roaring Twenties line, too, I believe people have called it as well. That's a great name. The Roaring Twenties line, and now there's that 70s line as well, the mm-hmm. Thompson line. Mm-hmm. They look good. They all look rejuvenated. All of them. Gergensen's, I think people have underestimated uh, his impact on the team. He plays with that edge. He's got speed, brings a little bit of a penalty kill presence. Yeah, probably a little overpaid, but I'm glad he's on the team still. Well, here's the stat that I think I'm most excited about, other than the the goal differential, which I think is first in the league. I believe it's plus eight. Uh, But the Sabres are out-shooting teams 112 to 86. Wow. I know. And and for years on this show, I have complained about how 
just they never outshoot teams. We're consistently outshot, and now um, to, uh, uh, cheerio, I guess. <laughs> uh, One twelve to eighty six shots, and um, they're going to be facing a Boston team on Friday. It's a test. It's a test, but they're a team that is reeling. Might have a goalie issue. Linus Allmark is only making his first start uh, of the season. Didn't I, have a good preseason. No, and I think Wednesday they the Bruins lost six three, I believe, to the Flyers. Mm-hmm. So I know they lost. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if it was six three or not. So uh, it's it's going. You don't know. Um, of course, you know. Yes, you, you 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 might look at the quality of teams that the Sabers have faced and say, okay, well, let's not get too excited. Uh, but I mean, the the Canucks have arguably more talent mm, than the yeah. Sabers. Uh, Sabers blue line is definitely better, though. Mm-hmm. Their blue lines in shambles. That Coyotes game could have been a lot worse had it not been, like you said, for Vielma, the goaltender. Uh, and the Canadians game, I mean, the Canadians are zero and four, and they, they look rough. They look horrible, they look like a skeleton um, of what they were in the playoffs. Well, I mean, you're replacing Shea Weber with. Chris Weidman, right? I mean... Gary Price isn't playing. Price is not there. Kotkaniemi was lost. So, you're right. I mean, it, it is. It really is a shell of uh, what they Jeez, were. They're lucky they lottery-protected that mm-hmm. first-round pick. Mm-hmm. It. I was looking at the conditions of the, the Christian Dvorak trade. If it's the higher... The, the Coyotes get the higher of the two first-round picks if both of the picks are not in the top 10, but it's the other way around. Look, they'll get the lower pick if one pick is in the top 10. So watch out for that. Uh, the, the the Canadians are on a downward spiral. I, they'll probably turn it around a little bit. I don't think they're going to be that bad. But the Sabres, I don't want to say they look good, but they look good. And, you know, it fits with the new... The new name of the show, Cautiously Optimistic. That's but, right. Yeah, I, I would say that that's the case for me. I I enjoy watching them. I'm excited for the game tomorrow. I don't really want to get ESPN+, Plus, but, you know, I'm going to just so I can watch the team play. So I think it's exciting. It, it might be worth it, though. I don't know if you watch many sports other than hockey, uh, but ESPN+, Plus literally has everything oh, uh, you know what why, why don't you give uh, a little plug for what you're doing on espn plus oh, oh you're right oh well thank you joe yes um november 5th thanks to the the great and powerful pat malacaro uh you know him from wgr sabers anchor also play-by-play voice of the buffalo bisons uh i've had the honor of producing for him uh this season those broadcast on the bet 1520 uh, uh, he gave me the opportunity by, uh, you know, just, you know, telling the folks here at, uh, Niagara View University, let's get to the point. Uh, November 5th, I will be calling on ESPN plus slash the ESPN app, uh, ESPN three, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'll be doing the Niagara purple Eagles women's basketball team exhibition game versus uh, DUville College. So it'll be a different experience for me. I've done play-by-play uh, for Medai College athletics, basketball, um, 
volleyball, soccer, lacrosse. Uh, I haven't done it in a while. Uh, it's going to be different because I've never done a halftime show, right? I've never had to queue up highlights. I will have a producer in my ear. I don't know if I'll be on camera. I still don't know what I have to wear. Do I have to buy a purple <laughs> polo? But it's very exciting, um, and I have nobody to thank but the great Pat Malcaro, who uh, you hear him on the radio. He sounds nice. He is just as nice and even He's more. A wholesome man. He is my – Pat Malcaro is my – seriously my favorite person on the planet. I uh, I have, like, tried being nicer and in a way kind of altered how I greet people and stuff because of him. So uh, great opportunity for me here. Uh, tune in if you want. I'd appreciate it. It'll, it. It might be rough. Okay, just understand. It's my first time on a TV, you know – Video broadcast, so uh, but I'm on ESPN for God's sake. I'm on, I'm gonna be on ESPN. I'm calling. I mean, think something you can <laughs> say. Not many people can say, "Hey, I did a broadcast on ESPN." That's right. I don't know how many people are subscribed to ESPN Plus. Maybe a million, but think there's potential for a million people to watch that game potential. and uh, hear me. So I'm. A, I would appreciate it. Um, and of course, if you don't have time, that's fine. I don't care. But uh, just I'll tune in. You'll tune in. Thank you very much. But yeah, uh, here your boy. I don't like me. basketball, but you don't I'll like tune in. I'll you don't tune like basketball, but support. You don't like basketball, but you like me. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. So yeah, thank you for giving me an opportunity to plug it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, where were we? We well, I was gonna look up. Uh, uh, we were talking. You were talking about ESPN Plus. The yes, game. Yes, the game, yes. of course, on Friday is exclusive to ESPN Plus. Maybe that's why the ticket prices have gone. Up that's so right. Much. Once they. Once Dan Dunleavy did the hard sell on, like, you know, this game will not be on TV. It'll be exclusive to ESPN+. Plus. Go to ESPN. Go to Sabres.com to get more info. I think that was the moment. That was mm-hmm. that. That was the, the impetus. Well, and they're 3-0. and People are going to want to start filling up that arena. That's true. And If they win a couple, like, if they're, like, 5-0, and 6-0, 5-0-1, Mm-hmm. Something like that. Mm-hmm. That arena is going to be sold out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no. Um, I luckily will use my friends, so he has. I think I can probably haggle a login somewhere. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, come and get me. Disney. Unless I'm there, we'll see. Come and get me, Disney. Uh, but no, yeah, that's not important. Programming notes that will will do the Sabers a favor there. Uh, only on ESPN Plus. So, but hey, it's it's worth it. I think just pay you can the watch a bucks. KHL on there too now. I believe. I think really? The Gagarin Cup playoffs are going to be on there. That's awesome. As well as select few regular season games, I believe. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Wow, I I hadn't heard about that. But uh, getting back to the Bruins though, uh, and their their goaltending issue. Uh, Jeremy Swayman, surprisingly, I guess with the contract. I would say it's a surprise only because of the Allmark contracts. Mm-hmm. He's coming in here. With an eight eight five save percentage, and Linus Allmark did not have a good preseason. The fact that he wasn't given the starting job after give, be, after signing that five million dollar contract should say a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does it say a lot about Jeremy Swayman, or does it say a lot about how disappointing Allmark was? I don't know. I think though, Tuka Rask is probably on. Speed dial. I was just going to say speed yeah. dial. Uh, but uh, Swayman's still young enough where he probably doesn't need waivers to go down. But, yeah, when Rask 
comes healthy, does he come back? You know what I was thinking about during one of the intermissions of the Sabres game? If the Sabres are in it around January when Tuka Rask is supposed to come back, do they give him a call and be like, hey, you want to play for the Buffalo Sabres? Mm -hmm. And who would be a good role model slash mentor for Uko Pekalukinen, a fellow Finn, mm-hmm. to Karask. I don't know. Is he going to want to come here? Probably not. But if the Sabres are on the fringe, hypothetically, if we live in a hypothetical world, does Tuka Rask want to go be a starter for a playoff team? Maybe. It, uh, before I, I continue on that topic, because I do have one thing I want to say about that. Uh, it, according to Cap Friendly, you're more versed in this site it looks like Swayman is waivers exempt. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. The green arrow there. So if they did want to bring Rask back, they could, in theory, send Swayman down to Providence. But mm-hmm. would, will they do that? I don't know. Well, what I want to say, though, about the goalie situation uh, is that if this team, if it gets to be the middle of November and the Sabres are hovering around the, the, the second or first wild card spot, maybe with the Leafs, who knows what the Leafs are going to do this year? Maybe third in the Atlantic. Hopefully, you cross your fingers. Detroit's having a pretty hot start too. They are three and zero as well. Uh, so that's another th- reason to put this into perspective, yeah. of course. But let's just say you they're in that spot at Thanksgiving, right? It, it's kind of Kevin Adams' obligation to go out and find another goaltender or. A player or a player. I think, though, most importantly, you need to get a goalie that isn't Dustin Tokarski to come in here and split games with Craig Anderson. Craig Anderson at 41, he can't carry this load the whole time. I don't think this is going to be a very much a tandem 50 50 thing. I I think they're going to be splitting time. You need somebody to come in here, uh, and it could just be uh, your replacement level goaltender that can come in and and just play some games and go 50 and 32 with Craig Anderson yeah. splitting time. I don't know who that would be at this time, but uh uh I you know Tokarski isn't the guy to do that. I don't think and Craig Anderson at 41 years old can't play He's at this He's on a taxi pace. squad last year. Right. Uh so it's it's still it's very much a Cinderella story right now both of them look good though that's right yeah like, they, and, they look good but is it sustainable i'm not really sure yet but we'll see i'm i'm, con- I'm not confident but i'm optimistic I, I like what i see i really like what i see mm-hmm. it's fun yeah i i don't think the rask idea is realistic by the way I, i'm just throwing that out there I but think... that would be that'd be fun that like tuka rask signs with the sabers like who needs a goalie like if they're around it Around the playoffs, but when's he supposed to come back? Like November, December, maybe, maybe, maybe later. Yeah, like January. I don't know. Like if he wants to play again, I thought uh, the I... Bruins don't have a spot for him really, unless Swayman is terrible, which I don't think he is. He's a good young goalie. Again, there's there's 79 games left in the season, so yes, the the the, the small sample size has been super fun. Uh. But this is different, clearly. Yeah. What we've seen on ice is clearly different from the previous hot stretches. I mean, this is a team that's consistently through the three games uh, played at the same pace, played at the same— They don't give up. I hate to use the word principles, but they've, <laughs> they've, they've 
played with the same principles it seems like uh through the first three games and um I think that that is sustainable. Well, they they play fast. They are shooting the puck. They defend very well. Mm-hmm. Like this is the, probably the best I've seen a Buffalo Sabres team defend in a, any stretch of games that I've seen since I can remember. Since like 2010, maybe I don't know. Like their defense has just been terrible, and primarily because Rasmus Ristolainen has been here. We'll get more of that later, but. Uh, their veterans are playing well. Their kid, the veterans are playing better than the kids. Mm-hmm. And if you even want to call them kids, it's not like we got a bunch of twenty-year-olds, guys who are twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four. They're just starting to break out, if you will. Uh, the goaltending has looked good. Um, Tage Thompson at center is surprisingly working. Uh, I thought Dylan Cousins had a nice rebound game against the Canucks. Skinner scored a goal, a real Jeff Skinner goal. Do you remember when Skinner scored his 40 goals that season with Phil Housley? That, he scored from, goals like that. Scoring from every angle. Right in front of the mm-hmm. net. And it's good that Skinner has the faith of the head coach. Absolutely. Finally. Mm-hmm. Like John Granato knows that that's what the skin man is capable of. You can see that he's playing with a little more confidence, mm-hmm. too, which mm-hmm. is awesome to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're bringing up veterans. I have been very impressed with Mark Pezik because yeah. if you don't hear his name a lot, that he's doing means good. he's doing good. Uh, and he's come in here, and he's been the, the solid presence that had been expected. And Robert Haig you has were, been— You didn't like Robert Haig the first game or two. That's right. I was gonna. I was just thinking about asking you what do you, what do you think now. Uh, he's been—I thought he was awesome against— uh, Vancouver. Yeah, I thought he was awesome that game. Uh, I thought he was good in against Arizona as well. You know what I was thinking? He's everything that suburban hockey dads say about Rasmus Ristolainen, mm-hmm. like the in, like intangibles, hits, mm-hmm. tough, he hits. defends. He he's he's but he's good. He's good. He is good. I like him. Yeah. Uh, no, he's just like he kind of reminds me, uh, kind of like you know. Attitude-wise, like how he carries himself, almost like a Tony Lidman, you know, like like uh, he's, he he seems like a funny he, guy. He just well, he seems funny, yeah. But he just he just kind of does things with no expression on his face, you know. He's kind of like a, a like silent killer. His mugshot. It feels like yeah, uh, but no, Robert Hag, uh, is it Hag or Hack? I I've heard. I, I say Hag. Robert Hag. Uh, but um. No, super impressed. Well, I want to touch on one thing from the Coyotes game. During the intermission, we were sitting in our seats, and the Sabres were playing on the Jumbotron uh, a candy candy bracket tournament. And they played one part, one side of the bracket in the first intermission, and then the other side of the bracket in the second intermission. They didn't show the results of like the best candy going up against each other, but Robert Hag was the, the shining star of these. Like They would... Give each player, each saber, a candy in each hand, and they'd be like, "Oh, which candy's better?" In the bracket, and Hag would like try and like fake you out, but then he would like drop the the piece of candy and be like, "Oh, it's got to be Snickers," like something like that. I, he I thought like hilarious. He seems like a really cool dude. Like a, he seems like he has a dry sense of humor. Mm-hmm. It sounds like I have a man crush on Robert Hag, <laughs> but uh, 
very impressed with them so far. You know, I'm looking at the uh, time on ice. How about Jacob Bryson? Jacob Bryson has been really impressive he to has start. averaging 20 minutes and 20 seconds of time on ice. Tory Krug 2.0, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. He He's looked really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, one player I'm still undecided on here is Will Butcher. I don't like him. Yeah, I don't, he's like I don't the, know. He's like the uh, only player that's just not doing it for me. Yeah, right I know. Now. Yeah, I, uh, not not feeling that. Uh, Colin Miller has he's been okay. markedly improved, yeah. I think. He can do without the clap bombs from the point 10 mm-hmm. times a game. but mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, well. Well, speaking of defense, while we're on the topic of defensemen, uh, Don Granado said that Matias Samuelson should be coming back to practice soon. So who's the odd man out here? What, I think it's Butcher. I think it's Butcher, too. I mean, Bryson doesn't need waivers to go to the AHL, but the way he's playing, are you really going to send him down? I don't think so. Uh, they, I, we also did forget to mention that the Sabres claimed defenseman Christian Wolanin off waivers from the LA Kings. It's been in the news since Saturday. but I, Okay, well, that's that. That's one, too. But uh, Matias Samuelson coming out, I don't think you're sending down another young guy with more experience. Just to put another yeah. young guy. Well, they've, with they less all experience. have earned it. Mm-hmm. Like Granado said when he was asked if Mullanen was going into the lineup, there's six guys on that blue line who earned it, and they, for the most part, are all playing well. Uh, Darlene is playing well with Will Butcher, though. Like, mm-hmm. are they really going to take him out of the lineup? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Maybe Samuelson's just going to practice with the team, and then when he's cleared to go, he'll probably go down to Rochester. Mm-hmm play for a little bit, and then if there's an injury or a trade, something like that, he'll come back up. I'm, I'm sure Samuelson will be first man up. He, he would probably have made the team if he didn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. So, mm. Well, mm, sorry. Butcher was the one who was sitting on opening night yeah. until the Yoki Haru injury. Mm-hmm. So, um, But, I mean, he, 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 he might have proven himself to the coaching staff, uh, like you said, with Darlene. Darlene's like, he Amazing. has looked Amazing. The shackles are off. Oh yeah. Uh it's like every player has the faith of Don Granado, it seems like. He he's such a joy to listen to. I love me some Don I, I love I love his he he's you know, he's polite to the reporters, he jokes around with them. It's wonderful. He's he's awesome. He, he, it's it's nice to see it. The Buffalo Sabres finally have a good coach for the first time mm-hmm. in almost ten years. That's right. Like I feel like at, at this point in time, there's almost nothing he can do wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like even everything. even like the the questionable things that he's done, like not waving Cody Eakin. Like how's that look now? Mm-hmm. Eakin, Eakin has been pretty good. The baller Cody Eakin, as I like to call him. <laughs> uh, that whole fourth line, though, I w- I'm going to say it again. They, it works. It works. Kyle Oposo has found the fountain of youth. He he looks like a good hockey player again. Mm-hmm. He's skate. I, I said this last week. He's quick. He looks quicker than ever. I'm glad that uh, they didn't take the advice of some people on Twitter to give up multiple draft picks and prospects to trade to Seattle to get his contract off the books when the Sabres aren't going to be in cap trouble for another five years. It, we're, we're really seeing the importance of a good head coach. Yeah. I said it on Twitter. I said it. If the Sabres are remotely close to a playoff spot, like sniffing a playoff spot, 
Granado should win the Jack Adams. Mm-hmm. I know it usually goes to it usually does go to the surprise team. GM of the year usually goes to like the best team, but you know if the Sabers are two three points out of a playoff spot by the season's end or make the playoffs, Granado should be the coach of the year. Mm-hmm. What were the expectations going into the season? Some people said that they're the worst team ever. Bottom two. How, how many people had the Sabers above? Second last in the league. Come on. Well, fittingly, Hockey Reference has the Stanley Cup odds. Uh, before the season began, the Sabres were plus 20,000. <laughs> uh, tied with the Red Wings. Two teams at 3-0 and right now. Uh, Over-under for points for the Sabres, uh, 68.5. Per- and that is... I'm taking the over that on that is now. nine points below the other... Where are the Coyotes? Team. Coyotes? Uh, Coyotes were plus 10,000. Jeez. Tied with the Ducks, Blue Jackets, and Senators. Hmm. So, oh, actually, uh, the, the Coyotes were projected one more point than the Sabres. That's a bit strange. How can they have more points than the Sabres but have, like, significantly greater odds I don't or know. One one extra point in the Sabres, but hey, I don't know. I don't know. But very interesting. It is uh been a fun start. I haven't kept track much of the standings thus far around the league. Neither have I. I know Detroit's still uh, undefeated. Florida Florida, they're undefeated. That's our Panther report. Uh they're also three and Uh get get the the Panther snarl ready. There we go. Uh Panthers are undefeated. Anton Lundell scored his first career NHL goal, assisted by who? Sam Reinhart, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be interesting to keep track of the Panthers this year because they've got Reinhart, and then there's always the, the Jack Quinn debate where Anton Lundell is going to be in that conversation. I love Anton Lundell. Uh, it would be nice if they had him on the team right now, but I think Jack Quinn's going to be good. I'm going to say that right now. Uh He's going to hopefully be healthy this year, and he's already got a goal. Rochester got throttled by, I believe, Utica, the Utica Comets, the now New Jersey Devils AHL All affiliate. All they did is change the color of their logo. Good for them. Yeah, that, that's Simple. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Red and black is better than blue and green anyways. Yes, yes. Take that any day. Yes. But, yeah, Jack Quinn scored. Lukanen got lit up. Um, yeah, there's that. Mm-hmm. Well... Panther report. The Panther. We'll get more in depth in the Panther report when the we're a little deeper into the season when we can talk about draft pick scenarios. Once uh, things start getting uh, under control, and uh, you said one thing in there that I wanted to use as a segue into our next feature segment, but uh, we got to crown a a booty cheek of the week. The the first ever cautiously optimistic booty cheek. Uh, and we are giving that honor none other to none other than Mr. Evander Kane. Oh, this, uh, this was an undisputed pick. Just, just a, a, uh, an, an absolute uh, mess of a man right now. Uh, he, this guy needs to get his affairs in order. Uh, if you like, <laughs> if you didn't think it could get worse for Evander Kane, like even back when the Sabres traded for him with all tracksuit situation. Seemed like he was cleaning up his act in San Jose, and then last year you hear about the gambling and how he's 
bankrupt. They might void his contract and this, this, and that. It is just one thing after another for this guy. Mm-hmm. And now it comes out this week that he somehow uh, uh, faked his way through COVID-19 protocol. <laughs> and uh, did, did, did you hear the story? I thought he had a fake vaccine. Yeah, I think it's for a fake vaccine card. It might be, which is, isn't that a felony? It is a felony. That's but, a felony. But he's, <laughs> he's Canadian, though, so I don't know uh, how, how that's different. Well, well, I mean, if you go to uh, Denmark <laughs> and murder somebody i mean murdering somebody in denmark is still legal it's because you live in the u.s doesn't mean you can't be tried i don't know what their what their court laws are over there but i mean i'm pretty sure a, a california court can get them <laughs> uh, i hope so <laughs> i don't know do, do states handle felonies or is that like uh, does that go to a higher i have no idea higher power uh but no vander kane is just i don't know he, he comes off so confident, too, whenever you hear him talking. Does he not care, or is he really good at putting on a, 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 a positive facade? That man is screwed. If he's really, if he's really like, going bankrupt and I don't know how many millions of dollars in debt he is, what is, what is he going to do? He's going to be doing a lot of— He's going to be doing time in jail, probably. He's, but Time in jail is one thing, but uh, once he gets out, he'll be doing a lot of— sports memorabilia show autograph signings i bet charging <laughs> in the khl uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe yeah maybe you know, the khl seems to like to take criminals and hooligans and miscreants so uh i don't know um yeah he was only suspended for 21 games by the way which that seems a little light uh <laughs> tom wilson will get less games and uh, less games for, for that for trying to murder someone but you know fake committing a felony uh i don't know maybe a full season would have been appropriate but well it's a qu- it's a quarter of a season isn't it yeah it is i mean it's a fourth of the season significant so. but i don't think it's significant enough mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like it, it, i mean yeah it's the equivalent of an nfl player being suspended four games in yeah. a 16 game season so yeah, it or you know even MLB player being spended forty games in a one hundred sixty something game season. So yeah, it does seem a little light. Do actually. you think that he's gonna play again for the San Jose Sharks? No, I think he has become too much of a cancer. Is he gonna be Tony D'Angelo'd? Like sent to the? They tell him to stay home. Mm-hmm. Uh I think so. I think if it seems like from the quotes that I've seen from his teammates. They don't want him back. I don't. Yeah, like Logan Couture hasn't spoken to him. Bob Bugner hasn't spoken to him. Mm-hmm. I think Thomas Hurdle had a comment made about him as well. Uh, I don't remember it. I don't know if it nothing nefarious, um, but you know, just made a comment. Who's trading for him though? Nobody. No, nobody. Uh, They're gonna have to buy him he... out. That's right. And they just mo- had a big buyout on Martin Jones I too. Mean, can you imagine, uh, right, we're talking about a potential Jack Eichel destination being San Jose. Yeah, if they, Does, they can't they can't terminate his contract. So, mm-hmm. in theory, I don't think, at this rate, I don't think Jack Eichel is playing this season. I don't think he's going to play no. until the playoffs. But would Evander Kane, I mean, would he be an option to come back in that trade? I mean... 
I don't want I don't want anything to do with Evander Kane. Nah, nobody it, does, but <laughs> uh maybe you can get more for taking him on. I, the only way I am taking Evander Kane in a trade is if William Billy Eklund is going to be in this trade. That's the only way, and he's not seeing the ice. We're going to buy him out. That's the only way. I mean, if he were to play, he'd fit right in with the the pack of misfits. I I don't want him no. anywhere. He no. he can stay home. Go go talk on his money phone in Vancouver, mm-hmm. wherever he is currently stationed. Yeah. yeah. The That's only right. way. The only way I'm doing Kane is if Eklund is coming back. Mm-hmm. And I know most people will say, oh, well, they should be getting Eklund anyways. Yeah, they should be. But there's so many circumstances around Jack Eichel right now where they are not getting an A prospect back. I'm going to plant my flag there. It's not happening. I think the only way they're going to get that type of prospect back is if Jack Eichel comes back, plays 10 games for the Sabres, and just lights the world on fire, and teams know that he's going to be able to play again. That's the only way. And no, I don't think that's happening. Maybe if they are number one in the league and are like 15-1-3, some crazy wizardry like that, maybe Jack Eichel will be like, okay, I'll come back. But I don't even think at that point he'll want to come back. The relationship is beyond repair. Well, I mean, he still has to have the surgery. Yeah. So it's like, like how long would he even be back for? Right? I mean, he still has to, however long it'll take to recover from a surgery. Mm-hmm. So even if that... Four months? Yeah, even if that does happen, I mean... And that's assuming that a trade happens in the next couple of weeks. Right. I mean, he can't just come back and say, okay, guys, well, I'm sorry. Let me start practicing and playing with you guys again. Like, no, I mean, that he, you know, there's a lot that has to be worked out still there for him personally inside of his body uh, that he has to recover from. So... um I don't know. There, there's these situations going on all across sports right now. You're about the Ben Simmons thing with the yeah. 76ers just kicked out of practice. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I mean, this and even back to the Evander Kane thing. I mean, I don't know what it is, but it's like a, a it's an epidemic. Well, yeah, I think the Sharks they're trying to go younger too. Mm-hmm. Do they really want this guy around William Eklund and Jasper Weatherby? I have Jonathan no idea Dalene. who that is. <laughs> He's a rookie. He, was, he played in college last year. Have you heard of uh, a guy named, uh, his last name is Neighbors? Jake Neighbors. Jake Neighbors. Yeah, he was uh, San, San, St. Louis's first-round pick in 2020. Uh, might have been a little bit off the board, but playing on a stacked Edmonton team last season and shortened season, uh, he looked pretty good. I like Jake Neighbors. Well, he's on a line with, uh, I think, Braden... No. Braden Shen? Braden Shen, I think. I believe so. I was watching a bit of this game yesterday. Did he score? I, I feel like he scored. Did uh, he score he, yet? He had a point, and that okay. might have been yesterday because um, he's on a line with Shen and uh, Brandon Saad, mm. I think. And Saad scored when he was on the ice. They were Is playing. Tarasenko playing for the yeah. Blues? Okay. He almost scored yesterday, but Leonard robbed him. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Leonard and the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, reportedly not wanting to trade Peyton Krebs. We knew that in a Jack Eichel trade, but now they don't want to trade Nick Hague. Like the fact that so many teams have these B prospects off the table, like A prospects make sense. Like you, you don't want to trade Peyton Krebs. I, that makes sense. There's so many circumstances around Jack Eichel. Yes, I know in an ideal world, the Sabres are getting an A prospect back for Jack Eichel, but the reality of the situation is probably not happening. 
Um, they can wait as long as they want. You can tell Jack Eichel to kick rocks and rot in Boston until a trade happens, but that does good for nobody um, because, like I said, I don't think they're getting this massive haul over return unless he comes back and plays for the Buffalo Sabres again, which probably not happening. My God, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I was just browsing uh, elite prospects while you were talking there. Uh, clicking on the Blues – Jordan Cairo has seven points through three games. He would have been a nice player to target in the Ryan O'Reilly trade. Mm-hmm. Man. But going back to the Eichel conversation, the moment you take your B prospects off the off the table, that's ridiculous. Like, why are you making Nicholas Haig an untouchable? Like, it doesn't make any sense. I, I hate that. A prospects, that makes sense. But the moment... The Vegas Golden Knights, who traded a first, a second, and a third for Thomas Tatar. They traded Nick Suzuki for for Max Pacioretty. They trade all these guys, all these picks, but you you will not trade Nick Haig for Jack Eichel in a package. Out. Come on. Like Dylan Coughlin. Like, <laughs> I don't want Nick Haig in the Jack Eichel trade. What Chandler Stevenson? No. I No. Like... I like Peyton Krebs. I think Peyton Krebs would be an amazing add. I was very high on him in his draft year. I compare him to a quicker Sam Reinhart. But the the Golden Knights do have some good prospects, but they would have to absolutely mortgage their future to get this trade done without Peyton Krebs. No, I'm I'm just looking, and they have you know some young guys on their actual roster who I think like like. Like you think Zach White Cloud would come over? Yeah. Like I think that's the kind of guy you'd have to resort to. That's if, mediocre. I know. If um, a big body defenseman. Brendan Brisson is one of the better prospects outside of the NHL right now. Uh, first round pick a couple of years ago. Son of Jack Eichel's new agent. Son of Pat Brisson. Oh, I wonder who his agent is. Yeah, probably. I, you would, that would make sense, <laughs> but. That would make if you're not getting Peyton Krebs from the Golden Knights, you better be getting Brendan Brisson. They've got a couple other, they got a couple Russian prospects: Ivan Morozov, Pavel Dorofayev, uh, Zach Dean. They just drafted in the first round. I think he's gonna have a nice breakout season in Gatineau. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's bare per se, but they do have some good prospects. Mm-hmm. Can they get the deal done without Peyton Krebs? I don't know, but. It seems like the Sabres... Every rumored return that comes up in a Jack Eichel trade, like the Rangers didn't want to trade Braden Schneider and Niels Lundqvist. They don't, the Golden Knights don't want to trade uh, Nick Haig. It seems like the Sabres are targeting defensemen still, which I find that very interesting. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. It's going to be interesting to... Keep an eye out for with this Jack Eichel trade. Doesn't continue it, following. Last week, uh, Emily Kaplan on the on what's their their show called to the point the point the, the point. point something like that. Mm-hmm. She mentioned that a trade was close and that it fell through, and we have not heard anything since. So mm-hmm. hopefully something soon. It would be nice. I want to watch Jack Eichel in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I really do. I really hope this gets resolved because this is getting. Even more annoying than it was before at this point. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> I, well, it's going to get more interesting just because we're in season. 
but um, I think it's gonna keep keep dragging on. I, I the news cycle can only move so fast. You can only learn um, so much in such an amount of time, right? If you're an insider, I mean, I don't know what the day to day uh workload is like for an NHL executive but uh we're going at their pace so i really don't know it could hit at any moment um and it's not like the rumors have been the most reliable it's just kind of been it seems like it's been mostly he said she said kind of stuff so hmm. who knows where this goes um what are your thoughts on the, the what i said about not getting an a prospect because there's I, I forget the, the person's name when I when I was talking about the San Jose Sharks as being a potential destination for Jack Eichel how I think they could probably get the deal done centered around picks and prospects that are not named William Eklund because the Sharks have done a great job drafting over the past couple of years they can probably get the deal done and he said oh no Eklund no deal which yeah I love William Eklund he's my number one player in last year's draft I think the world of him. I think he's a great prospect. I think he's going to be an elite player in this league. But the Sharks aren't going to trade him. The the Kings aren't going to trade Quentin Byfield. Like, the, it's the circumstance. Oh. I, yes, I, I, I know Jack Eichel's an unbelievable player, but the circumstance right now, these teams aren't going to give him up until he's on the ice. I think, truthfully, maybe most of us just have to except that uh, you're not going to get all that you desire in this trade. That's just realistic right now. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, that's the most realistic outcome is that you're, you know, you're not going to get what you want. It's sad. But that, it's that's true. the only way this problem can be solved is if you, everybody in the league knows it has to be figured out one way or another. So you got to, Letting him rot is not an option. Mm -mm. They're not going to do that. Mm -mm. It's not happening. No. Unless the return is like a third-round pick, like something ridiculous like that, mm -hmm. which it's not a third-round pick. Mm -mm. If teams were willing to trade these types of prospects, this trade would have been done months ago. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's There's it's a just, reason this hasn't been done yet. It's a, it's. This is the first time like in our lifetimes that – a situation like this has happened so there's no predicting it. it'll it probably be the only time i know it's because this will be the precedent for some kind of change to be made in the future so honestly uh, it, i'm at a loss uh whatever happens happens i'm focused on this team playing entertaining hockey and uh continuing to pull off wins one way or the other out competing teams that compete level that grit and jam We've seen a lot of grit and jam these past uh, couple games. The forechuck. Mm-hmm. You, mm -hmm. you love to see it. Mm-hmm. Okay, how about we take a look at the Sabre schedule coming up? Yes. We'll do some predictions. How about yes. that? How about that? Um, Luke is going to pick the Sabres here. Oh, yeah. All right. We'll do the next three games. Okay. Boston on Friday. Win or lose? I think that's another win. I think they're going to win, too. I think they're going to... I think they're gonna blow them out. The, honestly, the barn will be rocking. Uh, Lena Allmark will be in goal. The boys are gonna have something to prove. Uh, I think Allmark is gonna let in a couple of stinkers mm -hmm, here too. Mm -hmm. Maybe he gets chased. Ooh, mm -hmm. 
see that's what i want to see we are going to get the linus allmark experience from the opposite end <laughs> and it'll be great was he gonna break his ankle no Is that the linus allmark experience no it's 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 <laughs> being overhyped because you're the you know you're a good goalie on a bad team but I know the Bruins aren't bad, but... I'm still going to take my victory lap I'm trying, on that they should have traded him at the deadline. I'm trying not to call him overrated because people get pissed off. But I think he's... Well, he was, he was underrated until he signed a $5 million <laughs> contract. Yeah, yeah. Now he's one of the worst contracts in the league if he's mm-hmm. a backup goalie, so... Mm-hmm. And I've met him before. Nice Good guy. Good for him. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Nice guy. Family man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a rich man now, but... Mm-hmm. He likes Buffalo. Obviously, there's no there's no bad blood to the city, but I think, uh, you know, let's let's see what all those other fan bases were seeing when uh, they faced Linus Allmark. Let's see what it's like to face him. Bring I'm it excited. Out. Mm-hmm. Uh, ESPN Plus for the mm-hmm. Bruins game. I'm gonna go win. Uh, gonna win. Okay. New Jersey on Saturday, overtime loss. I'm going with. I'm going with a loss here. The Lindy Ruff New Jersey Devils. Are a different New Jersey Devils. I think. Uh, I think Jack this'll... Hughes playing. Is he gonna be back? Eh, uh, it's a loss either that, way. That's a that's a factor. I think that this might be our first like first away game too. By th- the way. This might be the, the first stinker of the year, like a four-two uh, kind of deal. I'm going overtime. I think okay. it's gonna be overtime. Okay, they're gonna keep a point streak. Okay. Tampa Bay on Monday. Uh, I th- I predict another stinker here. I think the Lightning will humble the Sabers. For this one was well, the lightning and they're not so, doing that great what do i have them at four and two right now yeah okay they'd be at four and two okay uh i'm gonna go with another overtime loss four, against the lightning yeah four okay, four oh and two you are bullish four oh and two you're bullish on the same but then you, you got anaheim la san jose seattle detroit well here let's Some do very winnable games let's let's do the next three at let's do ducks Kings, sharks because that's what's on google right here uh I say win versus the Ducks, you get back on track. I agree. Uh, Kings, I think that might be a loss. We'll go loss. I know. I think they're going to sweep sweep the California road trip. You do? Yeah, that's what I'm going with. I think, uh, I don't I don't think any of these teams are good. And I'm going to say a overtime win against the Sharks. What what am I at? Seven and what? Seven and three. Seven and three. Wow. So you're right though. These first eleven games are like super winnable. Yeah. It's going to hit I, real tough. You got them seven and three. Adam seven zero oh, and three. After that, it's it's going to get a little nasty because yeah, you have the Capitals. Washington, Edmonton, Toronto, Pittsburgh, Calgary, mm-hmm. Rangers. Rangers aren't that good. It though, gets but... a little it gets a little uh, messy from there on out, but um. No, it sets up nicely for the Sabres to pick up a few okay. wins here. What if what if they start the season 7-0-3? Then what are you doing? Do they go out and like like you said, go get a goalie? Do they go out and get a center? I think you try and do something. You gotta you gotta do something. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna throw in the towel. I mean, I don't know when waivers come out, but of course, uh, uh, Alex Barry Boulet. Yeah. He, yeah. Uh, oh, he's I've waved. Been, I've been saying it like Barry Boulet. Yeah, either way. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Barre Boulet. Uh, I'd go out and get him? I don't know. I mean, he's he's a touted. I don't know how highly touted he is, but he's a touted prospect. So, yeah, I wouldn't call him a prospect at this point. He's really? Like 20, he's like 25. Okay, how much has he played? 
He's played a little bit. I think he played for Tampa a little bit last year, but for the most part, he's been a phenomenal AHL player who just hasn't really gotten it together at the NHL level. He's he's got three years left on his contract, uh, around league minimum, so really a no-brainer. But the Sabres have passed on him already in waivers, so I doubt that they claim him unless Cody Eakin is out longer term. So we'll see. Well, he has a point with Seattle. This wow. Year. So I'm surprised they waived him already because mm-hmm. they're they're gonna lose him. Tampa will take him back, mm-hmm. but at the very least. Yeah. Um. Man, that makes me. There was a guy. I I don't know. Waivers just made me think about this. There was somebody who was claimed by the Thrashers back in like '06, and like. Maybe played two games with them, but there's practically no pictures of him on the Thrashers. Then he went elsewhere and, like, continued on with a really good career. I forget um, I forget who it was. I, I, I only bring that up because we're talking about waivers. <laughs> waivers are fun. Yeah, I love waivers. Christian will in. I'll, yeah, I'll look it up. I wonder if he's going to play at all. Uh, Yeah, uh... I, as you can tell, I'm very uh, high on the Sabres right now. 7-0-3 start. Mm-hmm. But it's a pretty easy schedule. It's pretty easy. Uh, this might be the easiest first month that they've had in a long time. And, yeah, people are probably shaking their fists in the air saying, it's only three games. But, you know, they haven't had a first three games like this in 13 years. Fans should be happy about this. They're playing a new style. This isn't fool's gold like... The Phil Housley and Ralph Kruger 10-3 and three stretches, you know, you remember those 10-game winning streaks where, you know, they were down, down and out, and then Jeff Skinner scores a couple of goals, forces it to overtime, and then they win the game. They got lucky. I found who I was talking about. Chris Kunitz. Oh, Chris Kunitz was yes. claimed by the Thrashers uh, from the Mighty Ducks. And then was waived and claimed back by the Ducks and went on to, and went up to Stanley Cup with the Ducks. So Atlanta, I, I, don't know. I, I just think, like, you know, guys who made a little stopover elsewhere for two games, just like Boré Boulay did, and went on elsewhere later and had a good career. So I don't know. Right? Fun little scenario to think How about. How different is Sabres history if the Panthers ended up claiming Jason Pominville off waivers? Oh, my God. Ugh. Um, wow. Wait. Wh- so wait. Why didn't that happen again? They were sharing a AHL agreement with the Panthers. Mm-hmm. I believe they were sharing Rochester. That's right. Uh, and I think they that... didn't want to sour the relationship. Oh. Man. Yeah. That uh, that that continued. I think for at least a season with. Well, Portland. and then then uh, the Panthers had the Amherst as their primary affiliates. Oh, yeah. And the Sabers went. That's when the Sabres... Craig Anderson played for the Amherst when that was going on, I believe. Mm. Wow. It goes full circle. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we're approaching the hour. Mark, you got anything else you want to touch on before we close out here? No, nothing else. There, oh, there is a picture of Chris Kunitz in wow. a Thrasher's jersey. It's a promo picture. A young man. Very young. Wow. Right. You got nothing else? Uh, nope, nothing else. All right, folks. We, uh, again, same show, new new name, same game. Yeah. That's what we're going with. Uh, 
we're working on stuff behind the scenes here to try and improve the the quality of the podcast. We're working on some programming stuff so we can hopefully get some guests on so we don't have to physically have people in the studio. Although, you know, if you're a media person or an athlete of some sort that want to come on the podcast, a little bit of an interview, and you want to come into the Charging Buffalo studio, by all means, go ahead. Uh, Our DMs are open. Uh, We'd love to have some guests on, but we're still trying to figure out some stuff so we don't need to physically have someone in the studio to have guests on. You should have seen the tumultuous troubleshooting we went through um, before going on the air here. Uh, Just, you know, working with Zoom and stuff. Yeah, that's what we're testing out here, but we couldn't get it figured out uh, attaching our board microphone or computer, you know. We're on to something, though. We're on to something. Yeah, we're we, figuring we, we it out. We have a plan. Uh, it's kind of a, a makeshift kind of deal we're going to go with, but um, we will have guests. Um, we'll get it figured It will out. happen. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. But, yeah, uh, new name, same game. That's that's the new uh, tagline for this podcast. I almost said the Charging Buffalo podcast. It's like I get used to it. But, yes, cautiously optimistic. You can follow our podcast Twitter account, at co underscore tcb underscore pod also give the charging buffalo a follow on twitter and instagram at the charging buff Uh, you can find our podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify and soundcloud subscribe to the podcast as well leave us a review if possible it's greatly appreciated it helps us out and make sure you go check out our sponsors underdog fantasy download the app or go to underdogfantasy.com and use the code tcb to get a free ten dollars after you put down at least a ten dollar deposit you get some free money and it helps us out greatly and we hope that you win more money go win a hundred bucks tonight go put some money on the on the thursday night football game wish you good luck with that with your bets uh we will be doing it as well uh, Luke, where, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, that's L-V-K-E-T-C-B on right. Twitter. Give him a follow, and I'm on Twitter as well, Joe TCB NHL. We hope you enjoyed. We'll be back on Tuesday to recap the weekend games as well as the, I believe they're facing Tampa on Monday. So it should be a fun episode. Hopefully they will be 7-0-3. No, they won't be 7-0-3. I think that's two weeks ahead. Hopefully they'll keep the winning going. I should say. Uh, Thank you all for listening to the Cautiously Optimistic Podcast, and we'll see you in the next one.